Welcome everyone, you're listening to Save Me an Isle Seed, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Hello. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Yo. This week we're going over the show Beetlejuice. Yeah. It is a fairly new show, so it doesn't have a lot of the background that a lot of the shows do, but I really enjoy this one, and I'm excited to talk about it. I believe this is episode 14. Yep. Before we jump into it, I did want to say thank you all for getting us over 100 downloads. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Party. (laughs) Thanks. If we weren't all in lockdown right now, we would have gone out to celebrate. (laughs) Yes, we are all still on lockdown, but it's still exciting and we, we really appreciate you guys. But yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into the show. Enough with that sappy nonsense. Me. Me. So Beetlejuice. In 2016, a musical adaption of the 1988 film Beetlejuice was reported to be in the works. And this was going to be produced by Warner Brothers and directed by Alex Timbers. Now, in 2017, it was reported that musical comedian Eddie Perfect would be writing the music and lyrics. It was a pretty good pairing. Scott Brown and Anthony King would be writing the book of the musical. And the musical went through three readings in two laboratory workshops. For these workshops, it ended up being Alex Brightman as Beetlejuice, who was who made his first, I believe, Broadway real big splash in School of Rock mm-hmm. as the teacher in that, the main the main character in that. Hmm. And fun fact about him getting into this audition is they gave him only about a day notice and they were like hey can you make this to this audition tomorrow and he's like yeah i'll be there (laughs) (laughs) and he basically just winged it and they loved his energy and it was great Uh, also alongside him we had sophia ann caruso as lydia Dietz, carrie butler and rob mcclure as barbara and adam maitland so the musical had pre-broadway tryouts in washington dc at the national theater It had a limited run from October 14th to November 18th in 2018, so that's actually a really short window for a musical. Yes. And it saw the same cast as the workshops, as well as they added Leslie Kritzer as Delia in Miss Argentina, Adam Danheiser as Charles, Jill Abramovitz as Maxine and Juno, and Danny Rutigliano. It's going to take me a second to read it. (laughs) <laughs> Danny Rotigliano. I, I feel it's easier to do the, the hands. You gotta do the Italian hands. Yeah, do the Italian hands again. Uh, <laughs> as Maxi. <laughs> and Kelvin Moonlow as Otho. So the show premiered on Broadway for previews on March 28th, 2019. So just over a year ago, surprisingly. It officially opened on Broadway April 25th, 2019. So actually we're recording this a year after it officially opened on Broadway. Wow. Woo. Good timing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This recording will come out after, we, re- you know, this date, but we're recording on the anniversary, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was planned. Yeah. All, all planned. Yeah, we definitely planned this. <laughs> <laughs> David Josephsberg took over the role of Adam in September 2019. I couldn't find a reason why. Also, understudy Presley Ryan took over the role of Lydia in February 2020. I do remember her leaving the show 
but I don't I don't recall the reason why either. This one actually caused a pretty big internet uproar. uproar. Oddly yeah, enough, people were very upset to see Sophianne move out of the role, but I think Presley is just as good at it. And from what I remember hearing, Sophianne just wanted to explore other roles. She wanted to do other things, which is totally fair. So, yeah, I don't think she deserved any of the, you know, any of the slack that people are trying to give her. Yeah. I think think the backlash comes from this, this next point. So the show ran at the Winter Garden, but due to contractual commitment, the production was scheduled to close there on June 6, 2020. So I think her leaving just a few months before it was supposed to, you know, switch up anyway was a little weird. Yeah. But producers did hope to move to another theater from there after their quote-unquote rent was up, their lease. (laughs) But the show in that runtime had 27 previews and 366 regular performances. Which is awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to the coronavirus, the final performance was on March 10th, 2020. And this was actually before the Broadway League called Broadway shows to be closed to help stop the spread of everything. Hopefully, this is still in effect, a national tour is planned for the fall of 2021. And depending on the pandemic, producers may reopen the show in a different Broadway theater before the national tour. But everything's still up in the air right now. But that's what we know. There's a chance in the future that we could go see this. Exactly. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Definitely on my to-see list. Yes. (laughs) So the show was nominated for a whole bunch of awards. It won awards for set design twice, for directing, for an outstanding New York City stage debut performance. So that's pretty cool. Although Mm -hmm. it did seem like it had some mixed reviews from critics, which can understand it's definitely a very out there yeah. show and with it being like it is. newer i can see how it would turn away some of the like maybe older theater crowd but it seems like you either loved it for how like zany and over the top it is or you think you think it's too obnoxious so you know yeah and i definitely feel like it's it's very close to the movie so if you didn't like the movie there's no way you'd like this show yeah and it's, it's it's a very specific crowd that the show, that the movie attracts anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's just got more Beetlejuice in it. Yeah. I think it's a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Fun fact uh, about the movie Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice actually only appeared for 17 point something minutes in the entire movie. Huh. Yeah. I knew he wasn't in there a whole lot. Even though the entire movie's supposedly about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the background is out of the way. We'll go ahead and hop into Act 1. The show opens on a group at a graveyard mourning the death of Emily Dietz. Lydia, Emily's daughter, laments about the death of her mother and how her dad doesn't seem to notice her. And in this song is prologue, invisible. And it is, it is very sad. She talks about no one noticing her and no one cares when you're sad. And it's very depressing. It's very angst. It's, I mean, she just lost her mom. Yeah. <laughs> Beetlejuice, which is actually spelled B-E-T-E-L-G-E-U-S-E, but I I definitely kept it as Beetlejuice in our script for ease of use. (laughs) That's how it's, like, said. Yeah. So So Beetlejuice appears and wholeheartedly breaks the fourth wall to tell us how living life to the fullest is dumb because none of it matters when you're dead. In the song, the whole being dead thing. I love it so much. I love this song. It's so good. It's such a good opening to a show. (laughs) <laughs> so 
He tells us that he's a demon who is invisible to all living things, unless a living person says his name three times in a row. And his whole goal is to accomplish this task. Now, it uh, shifts from the movie in this regard, where you just have to say his name three times. In this one, it has to be three times unbroken. So it changes the dynamic about that up a bit. So we are also introduced to the Maitlands, Adam and Barbara, who are a married couple stuck on the idea of wanting a family, but not being emotionally ready for this. So they talk about how they have too many hobbies and too many chores, and they can't possibly raise a kid right now. They'll just push it off, and they're just, they're just not emotionally ready. And while they sing, they fall through some weak floorboards and die in their home. Yep. As Beetlejuice watches from the background. <laughs> and this song is called Ready, Set, Not Yet. And it's it's really fun. I really, I really like this introduction to the Maitlands. <laughs> <laughs> so as they fall through the handbook for the recently deceased, a guide about how to deal with the afterlife falls from the sky, but Beetlejuice destroys it because he wants the Maitlands to rely on him. So he doesn't want them to know that they could go to the, the netherworld and not worry about all the next mess. He wants them to haunt the house and get the new owners to say his name. He reveals himself and offers to help them adjust in the song The Whole Being Dead Thing Part 2. And Beetlejuice tells them about the Dietzes who bought their house recently. If they wish to live in the house alone, they have to scare the Dietzes away. Now, the Maitlands, being of course new to the whole dead thing, uh, accept his help. And this song is called The Whole Being Dead Thing Part 3, which is not on the Spotify. That's a shame. Yeah. There's like four or five of them anyway. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they go back to that song uh, pretty frequently. It's yes. a good song, though. It is. I don't mind. So, as the Dietzes are moving in, Charles tells Lydia how he wants to start a gated community. Ooh, big. Fancy. Rude. <laughs> I mean... So he wants to use their house as the model, and so he's having a big dinner party to discuss business. But Lydia just wants her mom back, mentioning how no one seems to care that she's gone. She prays for her mom to send a sign that she's still there and vows to make her dad see the tragedy that struck their family, because she's still not dealing with this, and he clearly doesn't seem to care, which sucks. And so we get the song Dead Mom, which is so friggin' sad. <laughs> the names of these songs are very, <laughs> very on the point. Very blunt. Yeah, she's just talking to her, her mom, and it's it's actually a pretty fun song. So in the attic, Beetlejuice is attempting to make the Maitland scary so they can haunt the house. So nothing seems to work as they're just not scary at all. They're just boring suburban white people. Nothing scary about them. Whiter than mayo. <laughs> Whiter than mayo. mayo is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe to you, Kylie. Maybe. Not yeah. everybody. But the song is called Fright of Their Lives. And it's it's fun. He's like trying to tell them, okay, what makes you mad? And all this stuff. And they're like, oh man, when someone cuts in front of me in line or stuff like that. And he's like, no, that's okay. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> dig deeper than that. I want to see some real <laughs> rage. And they're like, hmm. <laughs> Yes, but no, not the answer we're looking for. Exactly. <laughs> but so Beetlejuice kind of gets annoyed and thinks that they're hopeless. So he gives up and abandons them. And uh, the Maitlands vow to haunt the Deeses themselves in the Ready, Set, Reprise. 
and it opens up with Barbara just going, let's haunt this bitch. (laughs) I love it. She's trying so hard. So meanwhile, while all this is happening, Lydia is talking to a life coach that was hired by her father. And what Lydia doesn't know is that Delia is her father's current lover. How dare. But she tells Lydia that everything happens for a reason. And she's all about the crystal life and talking to the universe. And it's great. But the positivity doesn't get through to Lydia. And this song is called No Reason, which I love because Delia is such a strange character. So airheaded and definitely into the the charging crystals Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. (laughs) But after their session, Lydia meets the Maitlands as they are roaming around trying to haunt the house. You know, doing the whole classic ghost under the sheet thing. Woo. Woo. Lydia wants to leave the house as much as they want to stay. So Lydia tries to convince her father that the house is haunted, only to find out that him and Delia are engaged and have absolutely no desire to leave their new home. Ew, gross. Gross. <laughs> Didn't take him that long. <laughs> right, I know. That's what Lydia was thinking. Now, how did mom die? Was that murder? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Got fed to some tigers. <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> anyway. Haven't even watched that. Nope. I, I, we haven't either, but... Neither. I can't bring myself to do it. Maybe it'll become a musical. <laughs> oh, God, please yeah, no. It, yeah. <laughs> tiger, tiger King musical. Starring Rob Lowe. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. So, obviously... Lydia feels like her dad is trying to replace her mom. I get you. I get yes. you, honey. She flees up to the roof and considers throwing herself off of it. A little extreme, but okay. So Beetlejuice is up there, and he's lamenting about not being seen and all the sadness of that in the song Invisible, reprise. And oddly enough, Lydia can actually see him, which causes Beetlejuice to become ecstatic. My best friend, oh my god! <laughs> So he convinces her that she shouldn't kill herself. And she should, you know, just say his name a bunch of times because he can fix all of her problems for her. All he has to do, yeah. all she has to do is say his name a bunch of times. Yeah. But of course, Logic. Lydia is hipper than she seems. And she... <laughs> she's seen the movie. <laughs> and yeah, right. She's seen the movie. And so she kind of teases him and almost says it, but then doesn't say his name. And he's all upset about that. So the Maitlands come up and they try to tell Lydia not to trust Beetlejuice, but instead they get possessed by Beetlejuice. So they say a bunch of wonderful things about him. It's ghosts, you know. And the possession intrigues Lydia and Beetlejuice admits just about any ghost can do it. And so Lydia decides she doesn't need him and ends up teaming up with the Maitlands to ruin her dad's project. And so this all takes place during the song Say My Name. And I love when she's like, Beetlejuice, what do I need you for? And he's like, hold on. Wait. (laughs) Flaw in my plan. (laughs) I have done goofed. (laughs) So at the dinner party that Lydia's father Charles is throwing, Barbara and Adam possess Charles, Delia, and their guests, making them perform the song, Deo, the banana boat song. 
Yep. And this is actually what the song's title is. I'm not just throwing that in there. It's actually. <laughs> Daylight come and me one go home. <laughs> Copyright infringement there. <laughs> I didn't sing enough of it. We'll be fine. So the point was to scare them away from the house, but instead the investors see the money-making opportunity behind a haunted house, which fair. <laughs> but and Lydia of course is upset by all this and in a moment of desperation she summons Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice is just ecstatic to be seen by the living because he's been gone a millennia without being noticed and he forces the Maitlands up into the attic and then throws everyone out of the house except for Lydia because she's his new best friend. And Lydia, of course, is overjoyed by this as she has the place to herself. And that is what brings the act one to a close. So it's a lot of craziness thrown at you right away. Party at Lydia's house. It's almost the complete opposite of Cinderella. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so what do we think about the first act, everybody. I like it. Kooky. I mean, it feels very much like the movie, so it's just yeah. very familiar. I don't know me. if I've seen the movie fully. Kylie. Oh. Kylie. Does this shock you? No, not really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you think about that. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorites, so I'm, I'm surprised I haven't made everyone watch it. Yeah. But no, a lot of the music's, like, super fun, mm-hmm. and, like, it's rocky, so... Yes. It's got, it's got a lot of, like, upbeat energy. Mm-hmm. So it's... It definitely isn't an exact carbon copy of the movie, which I appreciate, because I like the fourth wall breaking Beetlejuice and how they made Lydia the main focus of the movie, be- of the show, because <laughs> she definitely has a lot of emotional stuff to work through, just like Beetlejuice does, and it makes them an interesting... Dynamic duo. Hair. Yeah. Well, it's just good. It's just fun. Yes. It's a lot of fun. I listen to it's got it some inappropriate today. stuff to it. Yes. So, this doesn't get a full mama warning, but just go into it knowing. It's like a half. Yeah, like Beetlejuice is a demon and doesn't care. Yeah. So, some of the things he says are just kind of like. Did you just, did you just say that? <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, it's actually pretty tame. Yeah. So I definitely I definitely think everyone should give it a listen and you know make your own judgments from there, but I would love to see this one. Oh hell yep. yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into our theater fact, Kylie. Okie dokie. So the World Theater Day has been held on March twenty seventh every year since nineteen sixty two, when it was the opening day of the Theater of Nations season in Paris. And I picked this one because we technically missed it. Oops. Whoops. Yeah. Like, we we had missed it by a day or something, and it's unfortunate, but I thought we should stick that in there. <laughs> but I also threw in a couple fun facts about the Beetlejuice the musical, which there wasn't a lot that I could find, because it's still so new. But, Kylie, if you want to read those two out. Yeah. They named the sandworm puppet Big Sandy. Which is adorable. <laughs> And then it takes 30 minutes to put on the Beetlejuice makeup, and the more and more gets added throughout the show. Yeah, it's gonna be a pain. That doesn't surprise yeah. me at all. Nope. Yeah, he was talking about how, like, when when you're on a 
when you're in a production like this, you have to arrive at the theater 30 minutes before the show. But he arrives an hour before the show. Mm-hmm. Because half the time he's getting makeup done. And he's like, a lot of it's like just contouring. Because mm-hmm. he's, you know, dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. And yeah, imagine it's got to be weird to make sure that they're properly lit on stage, but still look dead. Yeah. Like, that's got to be a weird clash. Because I know, like, stage makeup looks really weird it's once they get off stage. Yeah. Because it's just, like, it's most, like, around their cheeks. They just yeah. got, like, a bunch of different colors and stuff. And on stage it looks fine, but <laughs> it's, like, they get it off. It's like, like, you look like a clown. <laughs> yep. Yeah, stage makeup is very exaggerated. So I thought that was interesting. And he, he was talking about how the first thing he does after the shows is take a shower. Because <laughs> he's, you know, covered in mm-hmm. sweat and makeup and it's gross. I would too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before we jump into Act 2, I did want to, again, float the fact that we have a Patreon. And we would really appreciate it if you at least checked it out. We do this show for free because we enjoy it. And we will continue doing it no matter what. But if you want to help us in any way, our Patreon is a great place to do that, which you can find us at patreon.com slash save me an aisle seat. So if you can give that a look-see, we'd very much appreciate it. We yeah. would. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we have a lot of fun doing this, and we like sharing it with you guys, so. I yeah. mean, what better way to spend your quarantine, right? Exactly. Listen to musicals and then listen to podcasts yeah. about musicals. There hey. you go. Sounds perfect to me. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's what you do. Also, if you just want to, you know, hear more of some of our voices. <laughs> that is have, true. We have another thing we do. Oh, yeah. So we, Matt and I are also on a different podcast called Total Tom Foolery, where we play D&D. And it is full of shenanigans. Uh, it's a great time, and you can find that and more episodes of this, if you're just jumping in the middle here, at www.ragtagnetwork.com. Boom. Boom. Advertisements. Plugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, editor, uh, edit that out. Uh, I don't want to look like a dork. Um, editor's me, so sorry, but no. <laughs> Editor, remind us to get new editor. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> editor takes your voice out. All right, guys, out. I'll see myself out. Uh, <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for Act 2, everybody? Yes. Now that Matt's fired me. What? I don't have that power. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. So, Act 2, we open back up with a Girl Scout named Sky. Who sings about how she has a heart condition where if just like she gets too spooked or if she sneezes, she might die. It's great. Yep. But she is just super grateful to be part of the Girl Scouts because they've made her heart strong and she just loves being part of it. And so she's finally fulfilling her dream of selling cookies to help support them. So cute. And so she's going around selling these cookies and she rings the doorbell of the Dietz's house, greeted by Lydia, who invites her inside. And this song is called Girl Scout. And it's... Whoever's, whoever's singing it, she's, she sounds very, very young. And it's, it's pretty... It's kind of adorable. Yes. <laughs> so Beetlejuice frightens the poor girl, causing her to scream and run out of the house. We don't know if she dies. This is why you don't go in the people's houses, little girls. 
And she actually, yeah, she actually talks about it in this song. It's like, we're not supposed to go into houses because possible pedophiles. Yep. So that's, yep. Good life lesson. <laughs> but she's like, no one gets molested by a gothy teen, so it should be fine. So Beetlejuice continues to frighten any visitor that comes to the house with Lydia's help. And the song is That Beautiful Sound. So they're talking about it's awesome to hear people frightened and screaming and they can do whatever they want. And at one point, Beetlejuice makes a bunch of clones of himself to make <laughs> more shenanigans. And it's a lot of fun. Beetlejuice tells Lydia that since she's basically living and working among the dead, she should probably follow the rules of the dead. And he gives her a copy of Handbook for the Recently Deceased. She can't open it, though, because she's not dead. Lydia gets the idea that the book can help her reconnect with her dead mother, so she goes to the Maitlands for help. And Beetlejuice feels alone and abandoned because Lydia, you know, just took this book and left. And he decides that he must trick Lydia into marrying him so he can roam out into the world of the living, because that's the stipulation. He's a That's the solution here. He can be seen by the living, but he's not alive. So in the attic, the Maitlands help Lydia open the book. And they realize they should have gone straight to the netherworld instead of sticking around because they didn't, you know, have their copy of the book. Adam opens a door to the netherworld, but Barbara shuts it as she's too scared. And Lydia gets upset because she wants to use the book, but Barbara shut it. And she ends up leaving the attic, you know, angry and just lost and doesn't know where to go. And Barbara realizes that they have let their fear hold them back from too much, including their entire their entire life and now their death. So they decide that they're going to become better and bolder in the song called Barbara 2.0. And this, this song where they're basically just like, you know, F all this sh- shit that we did in our lifetimes. We didn't even like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just coping mechanisms. So they're breaking all their stuff that they liked in their in their lifetime. And... They're like, no, we're going to be different. We're going to be better in our afterlife. Delia, Charles, and Delia's guru, Otho, re-enter the house to rescue Lydia. It's about time. Yeah, right. (laughs) Took them long enough. Why would you leave your child alone in a house that's haunted? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. (laughs) So they bring a box that can supposedly trap souls. I guess they hung out with Mm. the Ghostbusters. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They went to New York. (laughs) Beetlejuice tricks Lydia into reading a passage from the handbook, saying it'll bring back her mom. But the passage actually starts to exercise Barbara. (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, no. Barbara, no. So Lydia agrees to marry Beetlejuice just to fix it. And so this is the song, The Whole Being Dead Thing, Part 4, which is not included in the Spotify album. Shame. (laughs) Beetlejuice stops the exorcism and opens the door to the netherworld, intending to send the Maitlands there for good. But Lydia jumps in with Charles following her. Ah. Uh, oh. No. <laughs> so Lydia and Charles enter the netherworld and are greeted by Miss Argentina, along with all the other residents of the netherworld. They all urge Lydia to return back to the world of the living, because being dead sucks, which is fair. In the song, What I Know Now, then they meet Juno, who's the director of Netherworld Customs and Processing, because of course there's one of those. <laughs> Yeah, of course. I should have known. <laughs> Bureaucrats. So, uh, so Juno finds out that they're actually still alive. Lydia runs from her, desperately searching for her mom, but is unable to find her. Womp womp. Womp womp. 
Charles finds her and joins her in the song Home. Lydia and Charles return to the house where Beetlejuice is preparing to kill everyone. You know, kiss casually. Casually. Mm, yeah, you know. Casual murder. Hey, let me let me just kill you real quick. Yeah. Lydia decides to trick him by marrying him. The ultimate Got him. Ultimate prank. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Can't get rid of me now. <laughs> Charles, Delia, and the Maitlands get him ready for the wedding. In the song Creepy Old Guy, <laughs> which is which so good. <laughs> I love. It's great. <laughs> Essentially, like, doesn't it start off where, like, Beetlejuice is in the background and she's singing it and it's like, I just love creepy old guys. And he's like, hey, wait, that's me. <laughs> 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 yeah. But he's like, yeah, you know, I am old. <laughs> but I'm so glad I waited. I really want to know why everyone's letting her marry a creepy old guy, but it's fine. Well, it's because they're all in on the plan. I think. So she was like, here's, I'm going to trick him. And they're like, cool. I feel like if my child came to me and was like, I'm going to play a prank on this creepy old guy and marry him, I'd be like, no. The answer is no. <laughs> Call the cops. Especially because um, what the actual plan is. So they get married, which brings Beetlejuice to life. And Lydia stabs him and kills him again. <laughs> Making him what's known as recently deceased in the in the world. So, she did it. <laughs> wow. Came a murderer. So Lydia and the Maitlands try to send Beetlejuice back to the netherworld. But Juno appears and reveals that she's Beetlejuice's mom. And Family drama. For reasons I don't know yet. She <laughs> but Juno tries to take Lydia with her to the netherworld. And... Beetlejuice surprisingly stands up to Juno. He learned to appreciate life in his, like, mm-hmm. two seconds being alive. <gasps> uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, wow, living is great. I can breathe. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. And Juno just pretends to be moved by his speech or whatever and throws him out of the house. Everyone that's still in the house refuses to let Juno take Lydia with her. And Beetlejuice ends up crashing into the house, riding on a sandworm, which eats Juno. Yeah. Big Sandy. Big Sandy, <laughs> yay. Beetlejuice then says his last goodbyes to everyone before leaving. The Dietzes and Maitlands rejoice, and they agree to share the house together, and they clean up and repair everything. And Lydia accepts that while her mom might be gone, there's a lot to appreciate about life, and she's found a new family and stuff like that. The show ends with the song Jump in the Line, which is a classic mm-hmm. that was also used in the movie. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's the show. One Jump of those. in the line. Rock your body in time. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. It is great. So that is Beetlejuice. A little bit more wild than the uh, the, the movie itself. The movie. Yes. But good fun. I, I feel it, fun. it kept the same energy oh, yeah. as Definitely. the first one. And I did forget to mention that Obviously, we're following the only Broadway cast recording that's out. I mean, yes, it's, it's the only, there's it only one. It literally just ended on Broadway. Right. And they actually just got the recording done not that long ago. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so that's up on our Spotify, which there is a link in our show notes, as always. But yeah, well, anyone else have uh, thoughts about this? Yeah, I gotta say, Alex Brightman really makes the show. Like, he brings it. It, it would not be the same without him as Beetlejuice. And also, like, I mean, part of me feels bad for him because he has to do that, like, really, like, deep, scratchy voice. He does that, yeah. like, 
that weird tone the entire time, and that's got to hurt, okay? But he's also just Mm -hmm. so good at it. Oh, yeah. And I know he's done a lot of, I think last Thanksgiving, he did a performance during the parade. Yeah, during the Macy Day Parade. And a bunch of, like, little stuff like that he's done, too. So he's done a lot of extra performances. And just, he makes it. <laughs> like, he yeah, is no, he, Beetlejuice. I, I thought he, yeah, he nailed that character. It's crazy. It's really good. Yeah, he was nominated for a Tony. And, and he, he didn't win, but he was nominated for this performance. That's awesome. Yeah, so he, he definitely makes it. And it it has to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone else... Like, the whole cast is really well-picked, and I, I just enjoy them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a... I think this is one of those instances where, because we've talked a lot about the weirdness that goes into deciding to make something a musical, I think this was definitely a good choice. Yes. I think this was a good way to take something that's a classic and revamp it a little bit. Yeah, it already it already had like goofy music moments like in the main movie yeah, itself. So it wasn't like too so, far off to make this. Yeah, it, and also the story's like so weird, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. This this could be a musical. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, compared to some of the other stories that we've gone over where it's just like <laughs> a bunch of people abducted girls in towns. Why is that a musical? <laughs> yeah, this one actually works. It still, you know, holds up and I don't know. I just, this is one I would really like to see. And I'm also really curious as to where it's going to go in the future. Because obviously this, right. it's only had its like first run, right? So what happens next? Yeah. What happens when we get new actors and it goes to yeah, different theaters true. and someday like a it's high so school angsty. performs it and like, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit more on the, like, kind of edgier side on some of the things, but I think that could work for a high school performance. Yeah, I think, I think the, the main issue they would have is the set is so involved. Like, the way they designed this set, I was reading about it, is they have one house that transforms into three different sets. Mm. So it's all using, like, the same frame, but... It's the, you know, the main house, it's Beetlejuice's house, it's, you know, all these various things, and it's it's very neat. And also the sandworm might be a little interesting. <laughs> they might yeah. have, like, Broadway uh, on a budget. somebody get eaten off it's screen. It's paper mache. This <laughs> <laughs> is a shadow puppet. I was just about to say, it's Beetlejuice with a sock puppet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an interesting adaption. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah. I think Heather's is still... My favorite of the ones that we've done, but this one is definitely in the top five. It's so much fun. Very true. So I actually read a funny little critique online because the point of Beetlejuice, right, is that he has to get someone to say his name three times. And I gotta say, it's really funny in this show because he does little gags where he like does like charades and tries to like act it out and get her like Lydia to guess Mm -hmm. it, right? So he's like spelling it out and. He's, like, acting it out and trying to get her to say it. Because he can't. Yeah. But I saw something online that was, like, why couldn't he have just told her that he needs someone to say it four times? True. (laughs) Because she would have said it the three and then refused to say it the fourth. Maybe he can't lie. And then he would have been alive anyway. (laughs) I, I I was about to, I think Kylie is right on that. He might not be able to, like, 
lie about it since it's part of the rules. Uh, I think he's al- he's maybe. allowed to like do whatever it takes to even tr- like trickery, yeah. right? To get someone to say his name. So that's true, but also like. But I think the I think maybe like maybe there's ghost laws out there where you like <laughs> have laws. to Demon you have to laws. give them like the terms and conditions first, like a contract. Yeah, but then you get to like fine print it. However that's how it works for demons. Want. Yeah, true. So and he's a demon. Yeah, he did say he was a demon, mm-hmm. but also dead, but also a ghost, but also wanted to be alive. But also very yes. skilled yep. to all of those. Yeah. Hey, he was a complex <laughs> <Correct>. character. <laughs> Who, who had a redemption arc at the end. That's true. He did. So good for him. He basically just peaced out. That's basically what happened. Yeah. It's like, I'm gonna go elsewhere. Bye. <laughs> it's so good, though. You guys should definitely listen to it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Alright, anyone have any last comments? It good. <laughs> go watch. Go listen. Just don't be into that whole being dead thing. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> also, don't Marry creepy old men. Yes. Yeah, just... Dead, living, demon, ghost. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, creepy old guys? No. (laughs) But listen to the song, Creepy Old Guys. It's a good song. The song is fun. Oh, that one's good. It's pretty good. (laughs) And also consider this on the list of uh, theater things to avoid, because as we all know in theater, there is a certain name you're not supposed to say on stage, like Beth. And so add this to the list of things you should not say. Especially multiple times in a row. Be careful out there, guys. Three times. <laughs> it's a new law. <laughs> no. You don't want to summon things. <laughs> All right, then I guess that wraps up this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. Thank you, of course, as always, for listening to us, because we love doing this, and we love that you guys like listening to us. It's great. I know it's not just my mom out there listening. I hope. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Hundred times. She's downloaded it a hundred times. times. <laughs> She's filling up all of her hard drives. <laughs> yes. So he likes us that much. So we we really like that you guys like us. And if you could please show that you like us on any of your, wherever you listen to your podcast, please leave us a review. If you could subscribe and share this around with your friends and family and, you know, anyone. Just throw it at strangers if you want to. Just throw, just yell our name out there and maybe they'll get the hint. If you, <laughs> if you share it with your moms, we can have a cult following of, of moms. moms. Yes. yes. And then they'll all get the mama warning, and it'll be great. And then we'll get we'll get cookies. And then we'll get cookies. <laughs> Please send us. And if you say our name three times, <laughs> we will appear. I like cookies. But yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at save me an aisle seat and gmail.com. or you can tweet at us at save aisle seat on Twitter. Also, if you'd like to re- leave a review on wherever you're listening to this, that would be greatly appreciated. Every little bit counts, and if you just like it, you know, tell the world. Yeah. Or your parents. Great. Or your moms. <laughs> your moms. Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> or if you just if you just want to say hello, feel free to tweet us. Our, our tweet our Twitter is kind of uh, silent right now, so we would like some hellos. We're working on it. We're we're doing great, you guys. All right. So thanks everyone for listening to episode fourteen. I believe we will catch you. On the next one, I believe we're going to cover a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Yes. Funny. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, guys, we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Uh, bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Aisle Seat. You can find more episodes and shows similar to this at www.ragtagnetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Save an Aisle Seat. We make this show just for the fun of it, but if you would like to support what we do, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash save me an aisle seat. This episode was brought to you by the Ragtag Network.